Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to go under the knife with board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Nichol. And here's your host, Kid J. All right, we're back with another episode. Podcast episode of Under the Knife with board certified Dr. Nichol. My name is Kid J. And we're talking about breasts. Uh, we already did episode one, are all breasts created equal? Now we're on uh, episode two. The goal of today's episode is... We're going to discuss breast sagging this time. You know, breast lifts, the types, recoveries, expectations. That's right. So what is breast sagging? So breast sag is, last episode was all about breast implants. I think that's a very easy concept. You want more volume, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Breast sag is something that typically happens uh, to people either after a lot of weight loss or after kids, right? And that is the vol. in both cases, the volume of your breasts were bigger either because you weighed more or because your breasts were filled with milk. And then the milk goes down or you lose that weight and the skin just doesn't do as good of a job of retracting. Okay. There's actually some ligaments in the breast are called Cooper's ligaments that are supposed to act like rubber bands and pull the breast back in, but they don't. Sometimes they get stretched out. And so that the breast sags and basically what starts to happen is the nipples start to basically hang lower and lower and lower and finally sort of uh, point at the floor. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that would not be fixed with an implant because an implant is going to just fill up the breast. But if the breast is still hanging to the floor, that's not going to get fixed by an implant. Now does age calculate into this as well gravity over time age for sure calculates into it so the unfortunate thing about aging right is we just as we get older things get loose and stuff sags more and and that's that's exactly true for the breast it is certainly accelerated i would say massively by post breastfeeding or or the breast changes are just it got really big and full from milk and then it shrunk down and then the breast sagged or from weight loss. The degree of how much something sags, right? We, we, we try to grade breast sag. So we've, we've got three grades, grade one, grade two, grade three. And in case, you know, for those people that are going to consults or sort of researching and stuff, grade one basically means there isn't much sag. Okay. Grade two means, yeah, there's some sag, but it's not that much. Grade three is when there's a lot of sag nipples are either, you know, hanging below you, the fold of your breast, or they're pointing sort of at the floor. Um, and depending on that, is sort of depend on what type of treatment we offer. So you talk about the different grades there. Um, how, how come an implant won't fix that? It's a great question. And this is why we actually have this built as episode part two. So remember part one, we talk about how we put an implant below your muscle, right? So the implant gets held up by your muscle. And if you feel your pec muscle, your pec muscles, you know, up on your chest. But as sag happens, that breast falls off the chest and it sags down. So if you put just an implant in and you had sag, that implant would stay up on your chest because the muscle hold it up and that breast would sag right off of it. Yeah, you would almost have like this double bubble of like a full volume at the top of your chest and then just the breast just sagging right off of it. So um, as much as I'd love for it to work, it just doesn't work. And and the end result is, is bad. Uh, and so if you have sag, you really need a lift to fix it. So talk about the procedure of fixing a breast sac. So the, I, I, this is one of the few things where I really want to start with what's the negative of the procedure. The negative of the procedure 
is it leaves scars, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it puts visible scars on the breast. And so I think the next question everybody always asks is, how many scars do I need on my breast, right? And so that just like there are three grades of breast sag, we have basically three grades of lifts that we do. So the first lift that we do, uh, it puts a scar just around your areola or that pink part. Um, it's a great scar. It hides wonderfully because it hides sort of in the, you know, at the yeah. different skin colors uh, between sort of that darker areola skin to the lighter breast skin. Um, but it doesn't really give you much lifting, right? It, it can tighten the skin up a little bit, but it doesn't lift it that much. Okay. So typically we reserve that for people that have like just a little bit more than that grade one sack, right? That's that just a little bit more than some sack. All right. The next step is we actually make an incision straight down the bottom of your breast below in the midline of your breast, just below the areola. And that's called a vertical scar. It can be called a lollipop scar. Um, And we use that because that allows us then to really start to lift from the bottom of that breast. Right. And Mm -hmm. we use that more for that sort of like grade two. Okay. Um, And then finally, we get to that level where the nipples just hang below um, the fold or, or point straight the floor. And then we have to really add a incision that goes along the base of your fold. And that's kind of called a, that full lift, or some people call it a wise pattern, some people call it an upside down T, an anchor incision. Um, I wanna spend a moment here on that scar because that scar, um, I think more people stress about it because they think it's more scar. But I think a scar in the base of your fold actually hides really well. Yeah, A scar around your areola hides pretty well. It's that vertical portion that I think gets seen. So uh, the discussion I always have is with people is if adding that little, you know, extension in the base of that fold helps get you a better result. I think we should do it because that scar is not that visible. If you're going to have that vertical scar, that's the most visible. So if we just got to add a little bit to the base, okay, big deal. If it gets us a bigger result, because that's a scar that hides better. The question I have is depending on the grade of the breast sag, do you have to do multiple grades of these different locations like, like do it like do we have to come uh like almost like do it more than once is that what you're asking or, or do, do we you have to, to do all three um or can you get away with one that's the great question that that's the question we always get asked and so the incision placement with just around the areola which is the least amount of scarring right yeah that gives you the least amount of lift and if so you tr- if you tried that for somebody that has a grade three sag which basically means your nipples are below your breast fold or hang into the floor, is that going to lift up your breast enough? No, it's not. And it's going to look like garbage. Uh, and that's kind of, I think that that's the old discussion that we always get into, which is just, I get the drive. You don't want to have a bunch of scars on the breast. In this case though, there's a limit to what we can do. And so if we have a lot of sag, we need to add those extra scars. Otherwise we just don't do um, a good job fixing it. So for example, if you have a grade three, yeah. Are you going to do a procedure where the incision is around the areola and the vertical scar and yes, all three? Exactly right. It's a great way to think about it. You got grade three, you're getting the three. You're getting the three scars. If you got a grade two, you may be able to get away with just the two scars. With just two. If you got the grade one, just like a little bit more than the grade one, where we just need to tighten up the skin a little bit, then we just need that one scar around the areola. That's a great like sort of life hack. You 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 made that a lot easier than I did. <laughs> Well, I, I want to make sure the, the the people that are listening to us out there right now, they understand that depending on the grade level, you don't have to do all three of these scars. So visually, if you could get away with just the areola, I mean, it's going to be the best 
yeah. outcome. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it would be it would be the scar placement that you would see the least. But and but but my caveat to that though is I, I just want you know people to know if if you have a lot of sag, you, you can't try that. And and if you try to quote unquote you know get away with using a smaller scar when you really need a bigger one, the results aren't good. So I, I would just you know I, I think sort of what we talked about way back in episode one define your goals understand mm-hmm. kind of what your goal is and then understand what needs to happen in order to meet that goal now in episode one on our are all breast created equal we talked about uh healing should be around six weeks now what do what should we expect with uh, breast sacs yeah so th- so this healing is a little bit different uh and and, and uh, healings are a very very important part to talk about with this so all breast lifts if you've ever seen, and we, and we put breast lift photos up a, a lot on our on our Instagram at SoCal Plastic Surgeon, um, a breast lift initially looks very strange. It looks almost like an upside down breast. Okay, it looks mm-hmm. very very full up top. It looks extremely flat on the bottom. It takes about six weeks for that breast to fall. Okay, at that time, that breast will still look very square. All right. Um, and it takes, I think, another six weeks for that breast to round out. So I think you have to really give yourself about three months to really allow that breast to sort of round out and fall. And in the interim, I think you're going to feel, eh, this is this this is looking a little off. That's mm-hmm. a very, very normal feeling from a breast lift that I think, you, as long as you know about it, totally fine. No big deal. But you just want to make sure that you know about it. Now, uh, are you okay if we take a few questions? Oh, my gosh. I love questions. We got some? Yeah, we got a few from uh, SoCal Plastic Surgeon, I uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you go there. And if you have questions uh, for the doctor on anything plastic surgery, please go there, drop your questions, and uh, we'll pull them off and uh, drop them in a future episode of our podcast here of Under the Knife. But this one's from Rebecca in Arizona. She says, my doctor said I need an anchor breast lift. Why can't I get the circle lift around the nipple? It's a great question. So that's what we were just talking about earlier. So obviously, I don't have the benefit of being able to see you, um, but I would imagine that you have pretty significant sag and that's sort of where that nipple is hanging below your breast folder or possibly even pointing to the floor and we need more scar we would call that a grade three sag right and so we need all three of those scars in order to effectively lift that breast and if you try to just do the scar around your areola or 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 around your nipple we wouldn't be able to get it lifted. And all it would do actually is it would just tighten it like a purse string. And so it would actually just flatten it and make it look kind of ripply and lumpy bumpy and it would not look good. The end result would be very bad. Uh, we got another question here. This is uh, Jill from Chicago. She says, my doctor said I cannot get a bigger implant than 400 cc's with my breast lift. Why is that? So it's a great question. So sometimes we will, uh, and frequently, we will do a breast implant at the same time as a lift because frequently uh, we talked about how the implant gives you volume back and the lift fixes the sag. Sometimes we have both problems, right? Sometimes we have sag and we lost some volume, which actually goes hand in hand a lot after having kids because as the as the milk ducts dried up and the, and the milk goes down the breast got smaller and we have sag so we have two things we want to try and correct um the reason that we have limits on the implant is because an implant is going to stretch your breast skin out right mm-hmm. um but a lift needs to tighten the skin back up so there's 
a limit on how much we can stretch the skin out at the same time as tightening the skin. Uh, kind of my sort of just very generic way of saying it is there's, if I'm going to get my pants taken in, like the waist taken in, uh, there's a, there's a real limit on how much weight I can gain, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can, I can, I can only add so much volume to yeah. my tummy at the same time as my pants are getting taken in. Otherwise it's not going to fit. And that's the same thing. So that's why you have limits on how big of an implant you can put in at the same time as a lift. Uh, speaking on along those lines, there's another question, Ashley from Las Vegas. She says, my doctor said I cannot get an implant at the same time as my breast lift. Why is that? So again, I, I don't, I can't see you, but, but, uh, I believe it's probably because you have such a significant amount of sag that yep. such a big lift needs to be done that the surgeon is not comfortable with having an implant in there, sort of stretching that skin back out right away or having the weight of that implant sort of hanging on that new on that lift that you did because such a large lift was done all right and that does happen um i'd say probably i do about one of those every you know about let's say three months or so So not frequent but but it but it definitely can happen and that is totally a safety driven concern um because they don't want either the incisions to pop open uh, it injuring your nipple or areola or it injuring just your breast skin now that, that I have a question then. Yeah. If somebody gets a breast lift, how often do those people come back and get an augmentation? It's a really good question. So um, if I understand your question right, you're saying like somebody came in, they said like, look, I just want you to fix my sag. And then afterwards, how much? I'd say about 50% of them, about half of them. Um, because at the end of the day, um, I'd say it's usually about a 50-50. I think most of the, half of the people are like, you know what? I want a little bit more volume to, this, mm -hmm. to the breast. And the other half are like, nope, this is great. This is the volume I've always had. It's just everything's lifted back up. Interesting. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, recap what we uh, talked about here. Are all breasts created equal? This is the part two of this segment. Part two. Yes. Deuce. <laughs> all right. So we what we talked about. So today's episode was focused on breast lift and breast lifts fix sag. Yeah. Implants do not fix sag. Implants give you breast volume. So if we have sag, we need to fix it with the lift. We have different grades of the lift, right? Or which go inside with how much we have different grades of how much the breast sags. The more sag, the bigger the lift. Another way to think about it is the more sag, the more scars that you need. And if you try to get around that, you end up with a bad result. So please don't try to get around that. We learned about the different grades. We did. Of the sag? Grade, well, grade one, two, and three. Basically, the grades follow where there's the nipple in your uh, on your breast. The nipple typically is in the middle of your breast, and as it starts to fall down, the grade increases to finally, you know, at the end, the nipple's pointing down to the floor, and that's grade three. And we also talk about so there are some circumstances where implants and lifts may or may not be done at the same time. That's right. So uh, I would say fairly frequently we do implants at the same time as the lift because we are correcting both a sag issue and a volume issue. Mm -hmm. um, but there are times where the lift is just too much uh, and we cannot do an implant at the same time. And there are also many, many times where when we're doing the lift, we just can't put a big implant in because it's just not safe. And uh, we talked about healing time. That's right. So healing, very, very important on healing. Healing time uh, is about three months. And we talked about the changes that the breasts go after you've, they've been sort of hiked up and tightened and they do not, I think, look like breasts for the first six weeks. And it takes about another six weeks for them to soften and round. So start to finish is three months. But I think in that interim, I really think you you look at it a lot and you think, I don't know if this was a good decision. It will come around. Yeah. 
Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a question for the doctor, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram, TikTok at SoCal Plastic Surgeon. Uh, we get the frequent questions there, but we take the time to answer every single question. We're coming back with some more podcasts. This is Under the Knife with board certified Dr. Nyko. My name is Kid J. Keep it locked for some more. You, 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 you've been listening to Under the Knife with Dr. Matthew Nyko and Kid J. Dr. Nyko is a board certified plastic surgeon with fellowships in cosmetic surgery and microsurgery advanced reconstruction. Dr. Nyko is an international cosmetic surgery physician trainer and speaker. Got questions for the next podcast? Send us a DM socially at SoCal Plastic Surgeon or email Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.